Well, hello, witches and beautiful souls. How are you doing? How the devil are you? This is Swales, the friendly green witch of the Bell Witch podcast. We are on episode 14. Can you believe it? Hey, 14. And this is another moot loot. My lovely guest is here and I do an official interview, which is the first time as well. Another first. Such a cool little interview and it gets quite funny towards the end, so it's worth hanging on for that. And there's a few of those uh, Easter eggs and exclusives. Who heard it here first? So if you're interested in Pagans of the North magazine, do watch out for those exclusive announcements it's a really good interview if i do say so myself with the creative director and organizer and editor and busy witch quinn who runs this fantastic online community-based magazine about paganism magic witchcraft and all that jazz and recently i joined the team and the one that's just come out i've got a written column in it about witching with kids. Worth a look if you want to have a gander and see what you think. Since last episode, I've been ODing on this uh, this podcast. Beverly Thornton from episode 10, you remember the pagan photographer, recommended I listen to real-life ghost stories with Emma and Dan. Oh, and they're proper down-to-earth and they talk really normally every day about real life ghost stories as the title may suggest but they've got a really good chemistry and they're really normal people emma's got a really nice irish accent and obviously runs the show <laughs> and dan is, who's a partner a life partner and friend and funny and tends to say what what he thinks and probably what we're all thinking too so that works quite well and they just talk normally and really naturally about ghost stories it is really funny (laughs) and i'm on episode 20 now i'm absolutely loving it so yeah recommend you having a a little look see at that since i last spoke to you don't know if you can tell i sound a little bit more clearer i sound a little bit more professional because for my birthday which was last week i was gifted a posh podcast microphone a toner it's called and it looks proper jazzy and hopefully you'll be able to hear the sound difference but it's amazing the confidence it has given me just having a really nice podcasty microphone (laughs) that looks the part (laughs) rather than a gamer headset but not to be turn your nose up at it it did me a good job it sounded all right for a good 10, 12 episodes, but then I used to get annoyed with myself because you could hear me breathing, my cup hitting the microphone when I took a swig of my wine and all that, so there'll be none of that now to edit out, which is pretty cool. Oh my God, amazing. For my birthday, I had to make a decision with what I wanted to do. So it was a choice between going to Bills in Leeds, which were offering me a free champagne for my birthday, but it didn't specify the size of the champagne. So I was like, hmm, it's probably going to be them little sort of joke champagnes you get, you know, from Mozzers, and it's like free for six quid or something. (laughs) Or I could have gone to do some flotation therapy. A new business that's opened in my side of Leeds called Recovery Float, and I was 
swung over because they were really active on social media and the business owner was really friendly and responded quickly. I was impressed with my direct message asking for a discount on my birthday. <laughs> and just really open to conversations about different ways of life, different beliefs. The place itself was clean and tidy and uncluttered, smelt beautiful when I walked in. All these things, you know, a big deal for me. I like the details. I was really excited about it and I was, because I remember the last time I did it, I was pregnant with my second born in 2018 and it was a really beautiful experience. I could feel her, I could lay down and relax on my back, which you're not allowed to do on dry land when you're up the duff and I could really connect with it. It was beautiful. It was really, a really nice experience and so I had high hopes and so when I got there, it was nice, chill, chill place. I could have a brew, have a drink of water. Then you've got to go downstairs. The tank is underground, which is an instant winner because you get more silence there than you would if the tank was on ground level. You hear passerby and stuff, which I remember from the last tank I did. The tank itself is massive. It's like a big white spaceship filled with less than a foot of water. Filled with salt that makes you really buoyant, like Epsom salts, lights, and it's lovely and warm. It's body temperature, so you get a shower, so you're nice and warm. You're getting preferably naked, so you don't feel anything on your body. And then you lay down and turn the lights off and trust the water to carry you and then go on a jolly little little meditation. I think the last one, I got into it quite quickly, whereas this one took a bit of time. The first one I did, which was in 2018, I recall there were a lot about drifting in space and seeing colours. And I think at one point my teeth felt really shiny and they became jewels and crystals in my mouth. And they were like reflecting all over the space that I was apparently floating in. But this one seemed a very different meditation to that one. Now this one, it took me a long time to get into the meditation. I was... You know, when you go to bed and you're excited to go to sleep and that just keeps you awake all night because you just can't wait to fall asleep and then by default you don't fall asleep. It was a bit like that. So I laid there for what seemed like quite a while in the dark. I could hear my heartbeat beating so loud. And then you get little itches and stuff and you've got to try and ignore them. So I was focusing on my breath. and I I think there were one point where I had to go, am I wearing pants? Am I wearing trousers? It feels like I've got trousers on my body. And I think that's your mind, you know, trying to find something that's normal, that's everyday. So it's making it up, basically. But yeah, I was completely naked. There was no trousers on my body at that time. My mind was quite busy and I was trying to quiet it by just focusing on breath. And I find you've made it when your thoughts turn from words to images. That That is my official signpost into my meditation that I've made it and when this happened it was all about my heart so I could see my heart in my mind's eye really clear and massive and realistic you know like pipes and veins running through it and not very pretty you know quite an ugly looking heart and it was turning green it was like a vibrant green which of course is the heart chakra and then as I looked more closely there were these three swords piercing it, like mini little swords in the heart, like like your tarot card, three of swords. As I watched this heart in my head, 
there were eyes all around me, so I could see lots of eyes looking at me, looking at the heart. Which sounds kind of creepy, but it, it wasn't really. And then I realised I had a really big old hag eye on my, my third eye chakra. And it was so it was so like wrinkled and detailed and it had long like donkey eyelashes. It was a bit like Mother Willow's eye, you know, from Disney or Mother Shipton or something. It was really, really old. It was beautiful in its own way. And then this eye that was in my head that I developed opened really slowly and looked at this heart. And as it looked at the heart, the swords slowly started to slide out of the heart. And as they did so, they instantly healed. And then I think there were some lights and stuff. It's weird because when you're in the tank, I didn't feel like I was I was that deep the beautiful thing about this place, Recovery Float, is unlike a lot of the similar businesses, it had a reflective space afterwards so that it didn't rush you out. It, you could sit and it, I had a green tea, unwind a bit and think about what just happened to you. Because when you get out of the tank, I was a bit wobbly. I needed somewhere to sit down and then you've got to have a shower to get all the salts off you, get dressed. And then thank God I could just sit my bum on this sofa for 30 minutes and I had me poetry book so I did a bit of writing in it and all this came out and then on reflection it was obviously quite a deep meditation and it said a lot to me I mean it spoke to me personally about grieving and letting go of stuff and having the ability to trust the universe and my own intuition and heal myself from within that that's why I read from it I were also trying to connect with spirit guides and the Reiki horse and they were very reluctant to get involved. They were just hanging around the background like, nah mate, I am not getting involved, this is all you, which at the time was a bit like, for God's sake, this is a fantastic opportunity people, come on, get on board. But they were like, nah. <laughs> anyway, the rest of the day is just kind of a bit blurry because you're, so, you're tired, it makes you tired. You're meant to go home and sleep well. And I did go home and sleep well afterwards. I had a few errands to run and I did some Instagram stories about it, which you may have seen, and it's probably very similar to this recording. But I absolutely highly recommend it and I'm definitely going to go back. In fact, I'm desperate to go back. I want to do it every week, really. Finances say no. But if I had all the money or a money tree, I would definitely do it at least every month because it is just so good for my body and soul, honestly. Yes, I do recommend you check it out if that's an unusual thing you want to try. We were having a conversation about it afterwards and I was telling him I did actually get a bit teary on reflection and he was asking why and I told him all this definitely go there apparently it's the closest thing you can get to a mushroom trance without actually having mushrooms that's what he said and I've never done that so I've never done the whole mushroom thing and I probably never will because I'm just so much of a control freak I don't really like being drunk no judgment though you do you grand old age of 38 now woo 38 we're nearly at the end of September you know what that means which is October is coming up on us this October is exciting because yes there is a Friday the 13th 
And I feel like I should record something special for Friday the 13th and also Samhain. Not Samhain, but Samhain. Easy mistake to do. Unknowingly, as a dyslexic person, I was going around saying Samhain for quite a long time, but at least I could spell it right. Please forgive me. (laughs) You only know what you can know, right? You don't know everything. Right at the beginning of getting your witch on, you're learning. Learning's a process and you learn from your mistake. Sorry, I went on a bit of a ramble there, didn't I? Get back to... uh... Oh yes, Friday the 13th. And so me and my friend and tutor, Louise the Wiccan Lady, and another good friend, Lily Rivers. Hi, Lily. She'll be listening. We are going to get together and do a bit of a knees up in the living room with some wine and talk about spooky season and things that go bump in the eye and maybe some magic and whatever you want to ask a witch basically if you have got any questions you want us to answer what would you like to ask us slide into my dms on instagram the bell witch podcast separated by underscores or you can email me at yahoo that's the bell witch podcast at yahoo dot com and let us know what you'd like us to uh, to talk about it's like ask a witch ask a witch if you're liking this podcast please give me a few stars would you would you give me a review on apple Podcasts? at the moment i've got 18 stars on the old spotify it'd be lovely if i could make it up to i don't know 25 by sawen and i'd like to break 50 by the end of the year that'd be so cool I think I've got 10 reviews, ratings on the Apple Podcasts and a few reviews. But I've been getting lovely feedback, emails and DMs sent to me. And it just, I absolutely love hearing from you. I think it makes my heart sing when I get people messaging me going like, I love your podcast and I love your voice, which I find a little bit hard to believe because I'm so broad <laughs> yeah I love your voice and you're relaxing to hear and thank you for sharing stuff and and I absolutely treasure those interactions so thank you very much for them I've also created the Bell Witch podcast group on Facebook there's nobody in it as yet I only set it up the other day but if you search it you can get in and then we can start talking about what you want to hear from me for this podcast or just connect with me or bend my ear about something one of your stories i mean we could even do the whole sharing which stories on here you can tell i've been largely influenced and inspired by that year amazing real life ghost stories podcast which i've recently discovered they are on it <laughs> i am such a i am a pod inspired <laughs> a pod inspired anyway without any further rambling from swales the friendly green witch i will Now start the official recording of the interview with Quinn. I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you on the other side. Hello and welcome everybody. I am with my second Moot Loot guest. I realise I don't know anything about this guest. I've only virtually met her maybe a few weeks ago on on a chat. So may I introduce to you Quinn Green, creative director of online magazine Pagans of the North. So welcome, Quinn. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Now, do you want to tell me a bit about, about yourself? Because I know absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, of course. I feel like I'm always stumped on this question. Um, What's the name? Where did it come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Quinn. 
I am from Newcastle and I'm almost 30. I've been a pagan for 14 years now, so not that long really. I have a background in art, mostly marketing, design work. I've done a bit of singing, but I don't like to talk about that. <laughs> and a lot of exhibitions and just kind of creating stuff around topics such as refugees and political things like equal rights and all that kind of stuff. Um, I spent a lot of my 20s doing that and now I am mostly focusing on Pagans of the North. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I enjoy doing design work and Pagans of the North is kind of that outlet for me. I like to think that um communities should be brought together and sometimes they aren't and I kind of wanted that to be a thing especially because uh, I started Pagans of the North during the pandemic. I felt like that we were going to be quite separated as a community and I wanted to build those connections uh, so yeah so that's what I did and I thought well I'll do it creatively because that is what I like doing. That's so cool I was gonna ask you when it started. So lockdown online magazine and people download it. Is it every sort of sabbat when it comes out yeah so because most pagans and witches follow the wheel of the year it made sense to release them following each like holiday and so we could theme it around each holiday as well so it was it made sense really y'all's truly is actually in it this this time and I'm just yeah. so <laughs> so impressed by it all when it came out I was like doing a little <laughs> but um Louise Bloomer the Wiccan Lady yeah is um been saying oh you need to write for it you need to write for it and I was a bit like I don't know what to write and I'm dyslexic and I can't spell and she was going it doesn't matter I'll, I'll proofread it get your yeah. ass on there girl like okay yeah well <laughs> didn't take me long no I'm glad you joined actually I really love having a variety of people joining I think that was one of the things that when I first started it was just me and I was like does anyone want to help me uh, sort of thing <laughs> thankfully people did uh, and I've always said that Anyone can volunteer. Anyone can be part of it. Obviously, you know, as long as you're a pagan or a witch or something, obviously, but that you can be part of us because it doesn't matter if you're dyslexic or you can't spell properly or I don't know, you need some support in some way. Like that's fine as long as you're interested in writing something, then it's a great avenue for you to to do that, and that's what I wanted, anyways. So yeah, we're a nice bunch as well. I find. Pagan's an ice bunch. Yeah, that you, they can forgive you for the odd spelling mistake. Exactly. We've got copy, edit, copy editors for that reason. So I see. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So you've done a fair few then. How many have you done so far? We're on to our 29th issue. Our autumn equinox issue, that was our 28th. And you and the pictures and stuff, do you do, you do all them? I, I do have a background in photography, but a lot of it is relatively free images. Some of them are, not all of them, but over time, that's kind of easier outlet to do but I always find ones that I feel like are like the right kind of fit are original cover images that were very um kind of cut and paste kind of animated oh kind of nice but when I rebranded the um font and the covers and everything I wanted it to be very nature focused because I felt like that's a massive part of paganism. Paganism is such a core belief in nature, worship in nature, appreciation and all our like holidays are based around nature. So every cover image is based around nature because I think that it's 
very important in veganism if that makes sense so. yeah no absolutely yeah that's what we're all about looking after the earth and exactly being aware of our inputs into uh, the world yeah. which is your which is your uh, favorite one you've done so far Ooh, oh can um, i ask that is that like your favorite child <laughs> from i can't remember exactly what issue it was but when we rebranded the cover images and the font it was like a belting issue so it was all like um blue bells and it just looked really pretty um but i think my favorite one is just the one that's just gone our autumn equinox one because i really like blackberries I thought I just thought it was such a beautiful image, and it's just I like to find images that really represent the season. Yeah, so it is, yeah, that, yeah. That's my my latest favorite. It is, a, it's lovely. They look so tasty, I must say. <laughs> there's a bit of all sorts in it. There's like poetry, and there's people writing stuff about pagan related topics, and there's yeah. a little classifiers at the back, which is really helpful if you're looking for a certain. A certain type of witch to uh, do a bit of magic or you're looking for some accessories or services. It's awesome. The Bell Witch podcast is also in there. Yes. <laughs> Are you a witch? Would you class yourself as a witch? Yeah, so I, be- I began my journey as a Wiccan originally which I think most people do so I'm a big history nerd I just I'm a stickler for history and so over time I learned more about different pagan religions and the history of magic and witchcraft and I just kind of ended up like separating the two and now I'm like I'm a pagan and I'm a witch and they're like separate for me but that's fine I think um so yeah I do consider myself a witch as well I don't know if which which title is like more prominent for me. I think they both just kind of sit equally side by side, if that makes sense. Yeah, or they could be fluids that can change, can't they? Yeah, exactly. I think yeah, I'm a bit like that. I'll, sometimes I'm like, I'm totally a green witch, and then other times I'm like, nope, I'm totally a Wiccan. Yeah. And then like, no, no, I'm just a pagan. It's just I'm just recycling. It'll be fine. Yeah, no, yeah. no, there's more to it than that, and it just kind of like switches around for me, and that's all right. Do you know what I mean? We don't. Yeah, exactly. We don't follow any strict rules. We're good. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's a journey at the end of the day and it's your life and it needs to be personal to you. So I think that's that's what's important. Do you prefer the sun or the moon? Oh, I'm a moon fan. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> I am. I love the moon so much. That's one of the main things why I ended up starting to look into paganism because I'm a massive moon fan. I'm just one of those people that loves everything. Like you can find me researching about the Greeks and then one minute researching about a random country in Europe. Like I love learning stuff. So I love the moon and I just started looking up information about deities that worship the moon, like things that were associated with the moon. And that was when I kind of stumbled across paganism and how they have different like I was like oh my god you're right actually there is goddesses isn't there it was kind of that moment of realizing that it was more there was more out there in the world and and it was thanks to the moon really that that took me that way everybody loves the moon I love it yeah I like like the sun too but oh I love the sun I'm such a solar witch who doesn't feel good in sunshine yeah I agree I hate being cold autumn's on its way so we're gonna have to get used to that no I know (laughs) it's coming it's coming it's like such a witch thing like oh look autumn's coming and Samhain and Halloween yeah yeah and it's like I'm cold though. Yeah, no, this is true. I, I think uh, I was born in December, so it, it's always cold. And whenever I wanted to celebrate any anything, it was like everything's closed for the winter season. I'm like, I oh, can't do anything for my birthday. I hate being cold. I love the sun for its warmth, but the moon is definitely the thing for me. But pagans of the north, do you have any 
future plans you can share with us or dreams for where it's going to go mm. in the future i have quite a few plans you've joined the chat now so you see me just throughout the day randomly post like message things like oh what about this idea or oh what about this or oh, what about this and i'm like i need to calm down because <laughs> it is a um, busy group brain dump <laughs> yeah literally because i'm constantly thinking of new things for this year because it's near the end of the year now we're focusing on having a physical issue of the magazine yay i'm excited about this i'm excited obviously we've been an online magazine for quite a while now almost through about three years um and i just thought what would be really nice is to make an annual issue that contained uh, articles from all the issues of the year as well as new ones of course and put them together as an annual so people can look back at all of our like most popular articles throughout the year of of 2023 and I'm kind of excited actually I'm very excited for it to happen and have a physical copy as well it's never been in physical form before so and that's due at the end of the year is it yeah so this is a bit of a um, breaking news actually because I've never <gasps> actually, I know I've never really said I've, I've put a little like easter egg on the website if you like subscribe to the website you get free like you get early access to the issues on the uh, subscribers page there's a little coming soon physical copy so if anyone saw it it's like a little easter egg like a little Ooh, look at this so, just sneaking it in there yeah, past you see the well, eagle eyes <laughs> yeah. so i haven't officially announced it but i guess this is a little oh, breaking news wow this is like an exclusive it is, yeah it is I yeah it. it's gonna be in december so that'll be when we'll we'll have them out but we're gonna do pre-orders i'll put out more information after our uh Samhain issue so it's going to be quite exciting. And are you looking for people to apply to that one? We are always open for submissions. I need to like figure out all the little intricate parts of it, but because obviously we offer free advertising for businesses and creators and things like that. Uh, anyways, so we'll be figuring out how to move forward with our suppliers list for our physical copy as well. Early stages. It is. I know it's, it's almost an idea right now, but uh, I'm very excited. I'll have to try and get some of my poetry in that one. Yes, definitely. It'd be nice to have something printed because as a poet, that's all you're ever after, really, is physical copies that you didn't print off at home (laughs) and stick together with with glue and all that. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to be part of it. And thank you for having me. I mean, it's a really cool, big deal to me, you know, because of my dyslexia and stuff. So I'm always a bit nervous about writing. And I used to write blogs Years ago, when I when I was breastfeeding my firstborn, it was called to make the breast of it. Oh wow! <laughs> and and I'd just write like a diary, and you know, I'd have a f- only a few followers, but the followers were absolutely mad for it. They were always like, yeah. "When are you writing the next one? When are you writing the next one?" Thank I was be like, "Wow, calm down. <laughs> That's going to be the end of the year." Do you plan them out in advance or do they just kind of like organically grow? Uh, The issues. Yeah. They kind of organically grow. So we obviously have a team of the core team, which you're part of, and we have core articles. So they are the articles that are in every issue. Um, So we have Trader of the Month and Witch's Corner and Book Review and we're going to have Witching with Kids as our new one. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, also, we've just introduced Ancient Cities, Ancient Stories. I'm hoping that will be in every issue as a core article as well. So because we have core articles, they kind of have to be done. <laughs> they have to be completed. And then whatever happens after that, any extra articles, any submissions, that's kind of more organically done. And it, it's really nice because sometimes we have an issue <laughs> 
that has one or two articles plus our core articles and then we'll have another issue that's like had so many submissions and it's just like 40 pages long and it's just really nice so they're, they're all so very different to each other which I love do you, is this it your job is it do you have a day job <laughs> I this is this is kind of my day job right now I'm on a bit on, on a bit of a break I do social media for an American football club oh so. wow yeah, they're called the Shield Maidens, actually. So oh my god, good. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, and I've just uh, I've just became the chair of their committee as well, which is interesting. So that's new for me. I've been with the Shield Maidens for about a year now, so oh well, almost a year. So it's quite funny because on the other side of my life is the American football team called the Shield Maidens, which is obviously kind of a nod at Norse paganism, Norse mythology, and stuff. So it's quite an interesting mix. So it's yeah. like uncannily linked, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like... And then, so recently, so they have like runes on their uniform and stuff. And um, recently, I've had the opportunity to like create new runes for them. So <laughs> I've been like finding the best runes to like represent who they are and find like which runes represent what. And so I've got like Euros for strength and Algas for protection. And it's quite nice to like have that kind of pagan background to be able to like influence an American football team a little bit. Quinn, that is wicked. I am willing to that. How cool is that? It's, it always amazes me how the universe will get it there, you know, even yeah, if it's completely yeah. not related. It's yeah, exactly. Like, it's so interesting, isn't it? You're meant to do this job because you've got this background and you know yeah. these things. And obviously, I do design, so it just ties in nicely. So that is well cool. Do you get up to anything else that's that's witchy, pagan related? Do you go anywhere or? uh not no not really too uh, busy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so obviously pagans of the north is my main pagany thing but then i think that because of that and i've built it up for the past three years it's got so many like opportunities for the future like there's so much that we can do moving forward into the new i've got loads of ideas for pagans of the north i've got loads of ideas i'm currently i'm currently sitting creating courses for our website so that's what i've been busy doing recently uh, i'm also writing a book a witchy book is it it's more like a historical book it's going to be about paganism and witchcraft from the past and the present it's going to be called pagans witches and everything in between and that's something i'm still currently writing and it's going to go through what paganism is all the pagan religions that influenced the uk in our past and what modern paganism and witchcraft is today so that's what i've been writing about god there's loads going on amazing what do you do do, you do have a social life don't you i do surprisingly (laughs) i do that's good but i like how you say book say book book i know you were saying book before (laughs) emulated how you said it book book i like it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> book just a silly i'm i'm drinking wine at the moment and it, it helps me be a good a good interviewee yeah, <laughs> get a couple of, i should have done the same yeah get a couple of wines down your last only got tea but yeah tea's oh, good we can't we can't just tea or oh, wine is my go-to or a bit of mead i like a bit of mead yeah sure you've got wheat mead in the house i mean Oh, you know what? I think I might have a bottle of Lindisfarne mead. Oh, there you go. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> <It's> Friday night. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm excited for you being part of the group and I see all these little tidbits of what's going on. But because I'm relatively new, I'm, I'm quite quiet, you know, and just yeah. observing before <laughs> I open my big Yorkshire gob. No, open it, open it. I love, <laughs> I love having opinions. Like, but um, what about this? What do you think of this idea? What about this? Just being really nice to like go through my brain because my brain is full of ideas. So if I ever like say anything in the chat, please, please pipe in. I will appreciate it. I will. You're more than happy to have your opinion. I get a lot of imposter syndrome though as well. I mean, doing all this is it does get to you kind of go like, what am I doing? Why am I? I know nothing. And it's like, you do though, you do. Because yeah. you care and you're passionate. Oh, no, you know? I totally get that. I literally, not even like two days ago, I did exactly that. And you probably saw it where I did some articles about Mabon and about Mappanos, the god. And I had a panic and I was like, did I did I write right? Is that is that what I've said right? Is it am I being accurate with what I've said? And, and I was like having a panic that my information was incorrect, even though it wasn't incorrect. Yeah, and I and I was like in the group chat, like, did I did I say the right thing? And then all the other members are like, yeah, no, you're fine. Don't worry about it. Calming us down. And I'm like, oh my god, you're like oh, palpitations, palpitations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I, am I saying wrong information here? But I'm not. But just the worry, isn't it? It is the worry. It yeah. is, and I, and I guess if you're releasing some out onto like. Yeah. the internet it yeah, can exactly. be called upon and used kai and quoted and yeah because especially when I, I don't know everything and i just try my very best to know what i can and to the best of my knowledge but there's people out there that are much more experts on things um so for example mabon is about a welsh figure uh like a, a legend in, in welsh uh literature and stuff so i'm talking about this figure and legend and I'm, I'm not a welsh person so i'm like obviously wanting to to do my best to share correct information about something that isn't really connected to who i am so it's always that thing where i want to do right by other communities and other cultures for example we we don't say um beltane in the anglicized way we spell it like the irish spelling because irish paganism is sometimes regarded as a separate branch to celtic paganism and irish paganism is quite big in in ireland now and lots of irish pagans who follow this vivid active religious belief like belief system they use the word beltane in a different like they spell it differently and so i changed the spelling to match that because at the end of the day it is an irish holiday so i thought i would just have a little a little nod in respect to their living culture that they they live and breathe every day in ireland uh, mm. and try and do my best by that if that makes sense is it got an i in it is it um oh it's like B E. Oh, it's gonna be hard for me to say it in this accent. Oh, no. <laughs> I gotta want you to know. Well, they're all gonna sound the same. I'll try. B E E L T E I N E. There we go. That was good. Oh yeah. Is oh wow, e. that's quite a complicated spelling. B E E L T E I N E. B L T. That's what I I yeah, heard. Yeah. <laughs> they live an Irish experience, and that's their like living religious belief system i just felt like it made sense for me to use that word too because that's their word yeah yeah no and it's respecting it i vibe with that completely what would you say is your favorite sabbat mm, this is a hard question as well i mine always change i think it's gonna be sewing but that's because i love halloween 
same yeah so i love autumn autumn is my favorite season halloween is my favorite holiday so yeah probably sewing because it's everything that i love anyways i think mine mine alternates between sewing and belting and which is quite funny because they're opposite each other aren't they yeah, that's true, in, yeah. in the wheel but i think because i'm such a, a sun witch I really yeah. love the summer and when autumn comes I'm like yeah it's pretty do you know what I mean it's orange yeah. and there's pumpkins yeah. and I just love the warmth of the rays <laughs> and I know they're disappearing and then you get to, to proper winter and it's yeah. just like and it goes on for years doesn't it our winter true oh my goodness like January is <laughs> like seven weeks long like I'm always like oh I'll celebrate autumn on the autumn equinox and that's when I'll recognize that it's autumn and this year because we I feel like we haven't had much of a summer it's been very gray it's been very rainy it's been very glum and I feel like we haven't had enough hot days so I mean for me anyways in Newcastle area so on the 1st of September I was like oh my god I'm just gonna say it it's autumn I'm, I'm saying it now it's and I've decorated the house and I've got my pumpkin dishes out and orange cushions and like you know I've made it all to me and then two days later it was like the hottest day of the year I know. There's summer. Like, it was almost like the universe was like, God damn it. No, Quinn. It's summer still. We had that hot June. But then, of course, the kids went back. And that last week we had in September with a heat wave. And we were all like, fuck's sake our kids have gone back and i'm boiling at home you know like typical it's so typical of this country and it gets us every time we never learn it really does we never learn how british are we talking about the weather (laughs) yeah very british it's got good back to the weather always goes that way i was gonna ask you as well about you know there were this thing where this group were gonna come from america to Stonehenge now I was very impressed how all the pagan associations came together really quick and signed lots of signatures to stop it happening but I don't really know too much about it I don't suppose you could fill me in could you yeah of course um so the Asatru Folk Assembly are a group in America in the US who are followers of heathenry or like Norse paganism, but they believe that Norse paganism should be for white people only. Yes, and obviously Norse paganism, heathenry, and all that was predominantly practiced in parts of Scandinavia thousands of years ago. And I think people forget that the Norse were very good at trading and wandering the world. The Vikings were literally seafarers; like they went places, they went around the world and traded around the world and I'm sure they weren't all white I'm sure that uh, as a true folk assembly believe that it is white and that it should be the ethnic religion of white people and well <laughs> just, the bollocks I know exactly and it's it, it, it sadly it has a links to Nazi Germany because they kind of felt the same way and Nazi Germany used to appropriate runes as well as we know so it, it has links to that yeah so I mean that, Hitler were all into it weren't they? Yeah, exactly. So even though, like, yeah. even though the um, World War Two and Nazi Germany and stuff wasn't a religious thing, even though they did persecute and kill lots of Jewish people, it wasn't necessarily religious. It was more about this pure race, uh, and a lot of it was white people. There's Asatru Folk Assembly in the US, although they won't obviously outright say that they support Nazism, but they are very open on their website. If you go on their website, they're very open to say that they believe that Norse paganism is the religion of white people and it should be preserved for white people (laughs) and stuff like that. So when they announced on Twitter that they were going to, or X as it's called now, that they were going to come to Stonehenge and do an event at Stonehenge or something, obviously 
paganism in Britain is a very different vein of paganism to the US like the U- it went to the US and it just kind of like went a whole different direction like the branches of paganism in the US are massive and different and varying and British paganism is so much more contained because we're such a small island um, but a lot of the big organisations such as Asatru UK and Pagan Federation and all those kind of organisations and associations they all fight for equality and they're all very anti-racist and anti-homophobic and all those things so when Asatru Folk Assembly said oh we're gonna come to the UK and we're gonna come to Stonehenge and everyone was like like oh, fuck you are <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're racist and we don't agree with that here like obviously they weren't gonna come to Stonehenge and be like start shouting from the rooftops of their belief in that that it should only be for white people but it's more of the point and principle that we should never promote racism obviously and the organizations that do promote racism we need to stand against that because uh, a massive problem in the US especially is people believing that Norse paganism is racist and putting those two together because of groups like the Asatru Folk Assembly. So there's lots of people who don't know anything about paganism thinking that we believe in racism because of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So there's lots of appropriation by racists using paganism as a way to to like shoehorn their racism into things uh which is really sad obviously the principle of it is is that everyone has a freedom of speech but no one has freedom of consequence and there should always be a a point where we go hang on you you can believe all those things in the US you shouldn't really but if you are don't come to our sacred sites when you have those beliefs if that makes sense obviously there was lots of rumours that go around, obviously, as there is, that they didn't get permission from English Heritage anyway, so that it was, like, an unapproved event. Like, there was lots of rumours about stuff like that anyways. Uh, so they aren't coming anymore. Thank uh, God, yeah. The president of Pagan Federation put out a video explaining the situation. If you want to go on their Facebook and say that, you can. They're not coming anymore, so that's good. So that's good. I was uh, well impressed because it was really quick, wasn't it? I remember everybody grouping together and yeah, yeah, Pagans of the right. North was added to the list and they were all yeah. witch fest and they all the big ones that we know and some I'd not even heard of as well even if they didn't get permission straight away you know at least we did our bit and it was the right thing to do and it exactly. was nice to see everybody agree and come together it just it made my witchy heart so warm <laughs> inside no at the end of the day racism is obviously frowned upon but if you don't say anything against racism it's allowed to spread and, and evolve and, and that shouldn't be allowed yeah especially in paganism when people think that paganism is already a religion that people don't fully understand anyways so when there's pagan organizations that believe in racism that agree that are racist lots of people who don't really understand paganism will connect the two and think we're all like that when we aren't lots of misinformation out there isn't there Oh, yes. Well, thank you for that. Is there anything else you want to uh, plug or mention or ask me? Um, No, not really. I've ended up saying more than I thought I would say, to be honest. Uh, I've never really um, promoted any of the things I've said. So this is an exclusive, really. I love an exclusive, me. But I'm hoping that in 2024, we're going to be at events and have stalls at marketplaces and things like that. So that is our future goals. And... We are always open for writers to join the team and you're always welcome to submit one-off articles as well and all our information is on our website. And what's your website? It is 
pagansofthenorth.co.uk. And you're on the old Insta and all that. Is that yeah, the same? Pagans of the North. And Facebook. Facebook. And we, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have a Twitter slash X, but we don't really use it. It's just there. And we have a Threads, but we don't really use it because I, I don't know why. That, that's you know, not taken off yet. It'll take its no, sweet. It'll it take its sweet time. Yes, <laughs> but we're on there too. But mostly Facebook and Instagram. Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> it's because I'm right Yorkshire. I'm just like, I love it. Sorry, no, just... I don't realise how Geordie I am until oh, I do this. Like, I'm usually the most northern person in the room, so it's uh, nice to have somebody a bit more northern than than I. <laughs> the team is so northeastern, to be honest. Like, we used to have somebody from Manchester, but they left not that long ago. But most of the team are from Newcastle, Yorkshire. Uh, Leeds and Durham so like we're all concentrated on one side of the of the island we're all on one side it would be nice to kind of reach out to people from the northwest and because we are definitely more connected to people on the northeast side more businesses on the northeast side we have some people from like Sheffield and Leeds and Narsborough and like all that kind of stuff but not enough people on the northwestern side so Liverpool and Manchester and Cumbria like we want to connect with you we want to connect with you people and and, like build connections if you're listening and you're from all that on yonder <laughs> and uh, what about Dan South? If you're from Dan South, you can still <laughs> apply. You know, it's just, yeah. if you're from Dan South, you can read it as well. Exactly, it's open for anyone to read. Like I know we're pagans of the north, but it's just because we highlight people from the north. And you can read it anywhere in the world. And we do sometimes get like random people from like the USA and like Australia, and I'm like, what? How have you found us? That's awesome. How? How did That's you so- find who we are? International so. magazine. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That's well cool. Who is your favourite fictional witch? Ooh, what a question. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones. Fictional witch. Megan is think now. I, you know, like, when your mind was blank. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's a lot of good ones in Disney. Oh, that's true. I mean, I quite like Maleficent. I am a, I'm a Disney villains fan, to be honest. That's, same, that's same, thing. yeah. And I was like, oh, what's your favourite Disney character? And I'm like, it's Cruella DeVille. <laughs> she, she kills the puppies. I don't so get that far, does she? But... No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's my favourite Disney character. But I bet I... she's a witch, but we just don't. We yeah, just don't definitely. know. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. I, I think she is down. She could totally do some witchy magic stuff if she wanted to. I think I have no idea on that answer actually. <laughs> on the spot, on the spot. I know I'm gonna be brutally honest. Oh, I don't know. I really liked Halloween Town when I was younger. So I know it's very niche. But the Disney movie, Halloween Town, was one of my favourite films. And it was like, I can't even remember her name now. But she was like a little teen witch and discovering that she was a witch. And she got to go to Halloween Town where her grandma lived. And I just love that kind of thing, you know. Oh my God, so, I've never seen that. Have you not? No, no. Oh my God, it's so good. It's brilliant. There was Halloween Town, Halloween Town 2 and Halloween Town High. It's not like where Jack Skeleton's from, is it? No, it's not. No, it's, that's right. a different Halloween town. Different Halloween Who knew town. there was more than one? Exactly. It's like parallel universes. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. But it was so cool because there was like a giant pumpkin in the middle of the town square. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. So it was like this big jack-o'-lantern in the middle of the town square. And there was like skeletons that were like, like there was lots of different like halloween characters that lived in the town. It, that, it sounds like uh, Lightwater Valley. <laughs> over I mean, the term when I went they were that in the centre and they were like <sighs> witches from Hocus Pocus just moseying around scaring the children 
and saying, oh, I want that job. I do like Hocus Pocus, though, to be fair. It's having a but moment. It's having a moment. I know that is true. Yeah, yeah. I quite like Sarah. Uh, yeah, me too. Like, because obviously, yeah, when it came out, I was, I was a bit younger, so it was always like she was like more carefree and like a bit dipsy, but like in a good way. And like because she was the younger one, anyways, it was more relatable. But then now that I've grown up, I feel like I'm a bit more like Winnie. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's more like who I am. A bit more grumpy. Like, what are you doing? I yeah. Like it, which is like running back, 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 because she just yeah. like gets twired for it. Like, shut up. Yeah, like, ow! Please be quiet. The mother and the maiden and the crow, didn't they? I read recently because yeah. the age oh. difference represents that. Oh, that's a really interesting so, one. So, like, yeah, Sarah's the maiden, the crow and Mary's the mother, and obviously, obviously, Winifred yeah. is the crow. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been eyeing up this Lego. Have you seen that Hocus Pocus Lego? No. Oh, my God. It's got like the house and Binks oh and the book with the eye and then it's got a little tray that the book goes in you know with a glass oh over the God, top no and the way. candle it's got the candle oh. and I really want it it's 200 quid mind too much fill my house up with like lego mm. witches yeah. <laughs> all around yeah. lego witches lol <laughs> I can dream Thank you very much to Quinn for joining us on the Bell Witch podcast. She was an excellent interviewee and I thought I was quite a good interviewer, if I do say so myself. Thank you very much, as always, for tuning in and being here with me on this creative adventure in the witchy world of Swales. As always, if you're enjoying what I'm doing here, please leave feedback, leave stars, tell your friends, spread the word so I can clock up them numbers and them listeners. I'm slowly getting a bit more popular as I go on and it's just really nice to hear people's feedback and reviews. This podcast has been produced and made by me, Swales, a friend of Green Witch. Music by Jeff Harvey, made on Wavepad, Master and shared via Zencaster distributors. Stay magical, witches!